Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Stylish Bride, the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. And today, I am so, so excited to have Jose Villa, my friend, an amazing, amazing photographer, with us talking about how to look great in your photographs. And Jose, I'm happy to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for having me. This is fun. I know. I know. So... Jose and I have actually been traveling around quite a bit together. We were in Tuscany for six days. We were just in Michigan together. We've done lots and lots of weddings over the years. So I know a lot about how you work, but I think it's so important for the information that you have, the format that you've developed over the years to reach brides so they can really understand how to look and feel amazing on the wedding day and in their photos. So yeah. I'm so excited to talk to you. But start out by telling me a little bit. I know you've been a photographer for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit how you got started. You're right. So 15 years going on 16. It's pretty crazy that yeah. I've been photographing weddings this long. I started photographing weddings when I was 19 which is kind of interesting, I guess, because when you're 19, at least back then, weddings weren't a thing that you would even consider even going to. Right. (laughs) Um, So let alone photographing them. But I fell in love with photography in high school. And from there, took a photography class with an instructor who was so great to me. He took care of me. He literally like, you know, handed me a camera and said, there's something about you that I feel like you can become a great photographer, which was kind of interesting because no one has ever really said I was good at anything at that point. I took it really serious. I went to Brooks Institute of Photography, which is no longer that school. It used to be in Santa Barbara, Montecito area here in California. And so I went to school there, graduated with a bachelor's in portraiture and also in fine art photography and continued to just sort of stay in this area. So I live in Solving, California, which is just 45 minutes north of Santa Barbara. And I decided to stay here just because I love this area. It's, you know, there's so much beautiful natural light throughout the whole year. Of course, California needs rain, but we don't ever get rain, it seems like. But it's really good for photographers because, you know, I'm not having to you know, reschedule a lot of sessions or I'm working in really, really beautiful lighting situations. So I'm very fortunate, very lucky. Absolutely. So I stayed here and I started my business here. I now have a studio with Joel, who is my husband, and we work here in the studio with Patrick, who's an editor, and then Nancy also, who is my sister, who you've met, Julie. Of course. And I can keep, actually, you have met Patrick too. And then also Lacey was here, but she just recently did her own thing. But here in Solving, California, here to stay. I love it here. That's amazing. I mean, you know, having worked so often with your team, I got to say, it's, you guys are like a family. It's, yeah, you know, it's a different vibe than working with anyone else, really, because, I mean, you actually are family in some cases, but, yeah. you know, you bring them in. And then, you know, we've also worked with your other sister on hair and makeup. And so it's really like a family affair. Oh, totally. Which is great. I think that it adds to the whole experience for a bride. And you keep it really small. I mean, you've made the choice to not, you know, take on tons of photographers underneath you. And um, you've decided to keep the business small. Yes, I have. And, you know, thank you. That was a compliment as far as, you know, having sort of a family sort of feeling. And it really is that. And I think it's really important for me to bring people that work for me into a situation like a wedding where, you know, we can, with our personalities, you know, make the client feel comfortable, like they're our friend, you know, and it does have that very family oriented sort of feeling to it. And, you know, it it becomes so much easier for me to be around my clients when we have that sort of 
you know, that vibe going. Yeah. And so I'm very lucky to have the people that work for me. No, it's true. A strong team, you know, really says everything. And, you know, I think that in line with that train of thought, how do you go into it with a new couple? Like, how do you guys approach them and get to know them and kind of bring them into that family? Mm -hmm. Well, it's sort of a little bit of a, you need a certain amount of time to do that. You can't just like show up at the wedding and be like, hi, I'm your photographer. I always say that I'm an art director. And through that process, what I mean is I'm actually, you know, wanting to know more and communicate more with them even before the wedding. I want to know what they're wearing. I want to know obviously who the planner is, where the location is, we know that, but like even just what their color scheme may be or what the bridesmaids are wearing, who's styling them, who's doing hair and makeup. Like I want to know all that. I even want to know, you know, which chair are you using for your reception? And because of that, we really start to sort of become friends and they ask me for my opinion and then we do an engagement session. An engagement session is really important for me to be able to get a chance to meet them, for them to have beautiful pictures outside of their wedding attire, but also so that they can see how I am behind the camera and I can see how they are in front of it. And through that, I photograph just me and them. There's no assistant. I do that on purpose so that I get a chance to meet them, obviously, but to get to know them and not have to feel like there's too much of a production or there's too many people there or, you know, so that they can just be themselves and let their guards down. And it's worked out really, really well. So I sort of started doing that maybe about eight years ago, because before I used to be one of those photographers that would just book tons of weddings and then just show up at the wedding or the rehearsal dinner and say, hi, I'm your photographer. But it was always so uncomfortable for me because it's so intimate what we do. You know, it's like we have them embrace and kiss in front of us. And, you know, there has to be a feeling to these images. And I think that's what makes a photographer who meets the couple before, it makes their images a lot more stronger than someone who just shows up and says, hi, I'm your photographer. That's true. And I think, you know, it's funny because I never knew that psychology behind it. It makes so much sense to me now because when we are in those intimate settings, you know, when I'm dressing the bride and you're there, you get those shots that really evoke the bride's personality and what's going on in that moment. And now it makes sense to me at how you do that because you know her. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like, I maybe have even seen her in her wedding dress, you know, the photos that iPhone pictures that they took of themselves, maybe when they were being dressed by you for the first time, you know, so, and it's great to be able to know even just before what they're going to look like, of course, the dress and whatever, not hair and makeup necessarily, but it just sort of makes complete sense because I feel like I'm just on the same page as her and you and the wedding planner. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes for just everything to be a lot more seamless than if it wasn't that case. And I think that's a great tip for brides, even, you know, brides that you and I aren't working with, but getting your photographer involved, you know, is offering them that information, showing them the dress beforehand, saying, you know, I'm going to wear a veil and I'm going to have like a change into dress and my bridesmaids are, there's 17 of them and they're going to wear pink or whatever it is yeah. because that way they know what they're walking into. So it's a great tip for other photographers and for brides to do in absolutely. general. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So then... You know, tell me a little bit about what makes for a great photograph in general. And I know you shoot film exclusively, <laughs> although I do see you take iPhone pictures all the time when, you know, you'll <laughs> stop and take a picture, which I guess I isn't really that. digital. <laughs> I love my iPhone. I know it's crazy. But so I guess maybe there's two questions there and I should break them out. First of all, tell me why you only shoot film. Sure. 
I only shoot film because I feel like it just has this feeling that digital cannot provide to me. It has a very nostalgic, classic, organic. These are words that I hear from my clients. They'll call me and potential clients and they'll say, there's something different about your images and I just can't put my finger on it. And they'll say things like they look organic and classic and nostalgic and you know all that. And I just feel like if I were to shoot digital fully for weddings, that that would not necessarily be the case. Although we can talk about this later, but we do, I just created these amazing presets. We've been working on them for a year and we can get to that later. But I think what makes a good photograph, because that was the question, right? Yeah, I sort of had two in there somewhere, but yes, you know. Is what makes a good photograph, I think, is you know, to be able to have a feeling in the image where you can respond to the photo. And of course, you know, posed photos are great and they're beautiful and all that stuff. But what makes a good photograph too is many things. I mean, it could be lighting, it could be composition, you know, color as well, style or styling of the people or the group or the bride and groom, whomever. Moments though, I think where you are anticipating what's going to happen and you're ready and you get the shot because you've done so many weddings that you know what's going to happen next. And those moments can never be recreated again. And I think that's so a combination of like directing, but also candid moments with feeling lens choices and composition is, I would say, probably what makes a really good image. That makes sense. You know, I'm thinking about what you said about how, you know, the staged photographs and the family portraits versus <laughs> those organic moments that you can create through, you know, kind of setting them up. You know, I'm thinking about when you've had brides like walk through fields or, you know, <laughs> down dirt roads, which is always my favorite <laughs> for the dress. But, you know, <laughs> so but, you know, those are moments that are, you know, pre-contrived, mm -hmm. but you make them seem very organic and that probably goes back to how you know the client and yeah and you know what too that something came up to mind too is the way that as a photographer how we communicate with the couple and you know you've been around me when i'm photographing the bride alone or the bride and groom and all that and even family portraits but obviously at a wedding it's a fast moving phenomenon really it's a fast day it's living and breathing and we got to just work with it so you have to be in a way sort of rushing but you can't be rushing you can't show that you're being rushed you know or that you are rushing the scenario because you see it all in the pictures. So it's a little, it's really a lot about how you talk to the client. And, you know, during the getting ready, like I may bring in, like I might be like a not talking so loud. So like my voice is a little bit not so like loud, like I'm talking to you right now, you know? And I think that is a lot, that's really important. And I think it says a lot too when you can almost sort of like, People say this all the time. They're like, I look at your images and I feel like they're whispering, like they're, the images are just whispering. And I'm like, oh, and I'm wondering, and I've always thought about like, I'm just thinking that it's because of the way that I'm talking to the couple or just the bride alone, for example, because it is a very calming way of talking to them. I mean, I'm not putting them to sleep, but you know what I mean? I'm just kind of <laughs> like, it's very calm and not all frantic like weddings can be. Absolutely. And actually, it's all going on in a frantic way around them in those moments, particularly right when they're getting dressed. And there's always a rush, no matter how much time, you know, we've put in the timeline and that we've been given. But I think that having that calming presence does so much for the moment, you know, oh. and even though inside people say that to me all the time and it's hilarious because I'm like, Oh my God, on the inside, I'm like, Oh my God. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you know, but yeah. on the outside, thank God, you know, when you can present a calm 
like assuring, comforting presence, I think that it does help a lot to get the pictures that you want. Absolutely. Yep. So let's talk about that for a second. And I want to know, what are your secrets to how to look great in a picture? Because as someone who hates getting my picture taken a lot, and maybe part of that is because I feel like I don't really know how to do it in the right way. You know, how do you coach them through it? What do you suggest brides do? Tell me the whole thing. Well, I think as a photographer, it's really important to know a little bit about who like the hair and makeup person is just because everyone has such different style and all of that good stuff. So sometimes if it's like way too much makeup, I'm having to actually dial back a little bit in editing. So it's not so much, you know, so, but beyond just that, as far as like, you know, directing or posing, that's why an engagement session is really good because it warms them up to it. Right. But one thing that I always like couples to do or clients in this case, brides is to bend a knee and put one foot forward and one back, like kind of back. So you're sort of like putting your weight on your back leg and one foot forward, you bend the knee and you literally just sort of like, I rarely photograph people very straight on because it makes them look wide. And so I'm angling them a little bit towards the camera so that we can definitely get more of a shape there. And then bending the knee helps to bring in that really beautiful shape. And it really does depend on the type of gown they're wearing. Right. Because, you know, if they're wearing a big, like, let's say ball gown or something, you can't really tell, you know, if they're bending. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but... But the cool thing, though, is even if I tell them to do that, it puts them in a very relaxed sort of pose. So the yeah. shoulders go back and then one shoulder goes forward, one back and that whole thing. And then I'll just position them like as far as the chin goes, where I feel like looks good for them. And a lot of it does have to do with lighting as well. Right. So my objective and my biggest goal here is to make sure that we place, I say subjects, but in this case, brides <laughs> and grooms in really soft, beautiful light. And that will allow for the skin tone to be consistent uh, and to really show off people's features and things like that. Sometimes with certain shadows or harsh light, it brings out blemishes. If people have scars on their face or if they have, you know, a bigger nose, which I look for. And, you know, I just have to be careful with certain things like that because I have people tell me almost every single wedding, you know, I hate my forehead. Right. Oh, really? Is that like a thing of the forehead? Oh, yeah. Or uh, my ears are too big or... You know, you name it. I have big hips. You know, whatever. Right. <laughs> I man hands. I get that a lot. You know, like, oh my God, my, hips, my hands are so veiny and please don't show off my hands and whatever. And there's certain ways to sort of pose and to sort of, you know, not to, to hide those things that they don't necessarily love about themselves. It's good for me to know, but it also can be a little bit too much if someone tells me exactly how they want to be photographed because it makes me nervous. It's like I have to literally go down a checklist of how they want to be photographed. It shouldn't be that way, you right. know? And those are usually red flags that I get when I'm interviewing with couples and I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is the right couple for me. And that's okay. Like, I yeah. think I've learned to say no, you know, because some couples are going to be almost too hard to get to a point where they're happy with the photos because in reality, sometimes they're not happy with even just themselves in photographs, like at all, ever. Right. So it's tricky, but it is, I'm always up for the challenge. I always love working with different people and different, you know, shapes, sizes and all that. I think it's awesome. I think it's beautiful. And I, there's certain tips that I do too, like, you know, shooting a little higher or never shooting from below, you know, things like that. You don't want to get nostrils or making people look bigger using certain lenses as well. You know, be careful with, and I'm sort of saying this to photographers who are listening out there who maybe are picking up a camera or starting to shoot, but careful with wide angle lenses and bringing couples on the edges because then it makes them even wider. 
you know, so I've learned so much through making mistakes. And I've had people say, I don't like how I look in these photos. It breaks my heart. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, what went wrong here? You know, a lot of it has to do with even just a tiny little movement, like bring your chin this way right. or chin up a little bit. Just things like that. Right. And do you find that people are pretty good about going with the coaching? So, you know, if you're advising somebody in the engagement session and even on the wedding day, you know, lower your chin, do they get it? Or do you find that people really have to be reminded a lot or like how intrinsic is it? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, it's a mix of both. I mean, I think sometimes a lot of people, and I'm sure you've seen this, they're nervous. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of energy going on. So they're not really thinking about doing that chin movement again. It's like, so I have to constantly remind people what I see a lot. And I tell this to brides all the time is to relax the shoulders because every time I walk into a getting ready room, the shoulders are high and I get it. You know, there's a lot of energy. It's good. Some is bad. Some is, you know, all of that. And so the shoulders go very tense and I'm always having to remind my couples to relax your shoulders and to also relax their fingers because they tend to just like crunch them together. Yeah. And choke up with the bouquet where it goes really, really high and it's like uh-huh. right under their chest. And Oh, exactly. Points. Yeah. You've seen that a hundred times, I'm sure. Yeah. Or the bouquet goes too high or goes too low. And I mean, these are things that I have to, as a photographer throughout the day, remind them not to do because later, guess what? It's going to be your fault as the photographer, you know? So it's a lot of watching out throughout the day, not just personalities, telling what to people, what to do, where to stand, all that good stuff, but also, you know, reminding people certain things that they should do so that the photos turn out beautiful and consistent. Yeah. And, you know, how much of it then can be edited? Like, how do we set expectations for, you know, like if a bride hates her nose and really there's nothing you can do about it because it's just big or whatever and she (laughs) hates it, like how much of that can realistically be photoshopped afterwards? Well, I mean, anything is possible except that like I'm kind of against retouching faces. I just usually I am. I would much rather do that by doing it on location and really understanding what the client wants by incorporating beautiful light, beautiful angles and lenses and such to sort of minimize that. If for some reason, you know, there is an image that they want me to retouch, I'm not a photographer that will make someone's nose smaller. Okay. I just don't really believe in that. But there have been a few cases where people are like, well, for some reason, this angle that you put me in made it look bigger. So can you bring it back? And of course, yes, we will. Right. You know, but I get a lot of like, you know, double chins, not because the client necessarily has a double chin, but it's because of the way that they're looking or it's a candid photo and they're just being silly or, or they're talking to somebody, but they're looking down and they got a double chin like everybody gets. Yep. And so in those cases, we'll go in there and we'll liquefy and we will take any of those out for sure or any blemishes that's easy like if anybody has a blemish we'll take that out no problem the problem is though is that if you have something like that and where we have to edit you know to a thousand photos that's where it takes a really long time right but anything's possible so would you just do it after they choose their favorites yeah that's typically what we do when they do their reprints or their album order we'll retouch all those Got it. And like, do you kind of, I don't know, smooth things out before you show it to the bride or do you show them the raw cut, you know? No. Yeah, no, that's a good question too. So we show them everything that's polished and that would mean color correcting, cropping, anything that we feel is a distraction to the photo. We are retouching some of that out, but we're not retouching anything on the person themselves meaning body parts and things like that. I get a lot of people that say, can you bring in my arms? Can you bring in my legs? Can you bring in my hips? You know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. we do that 
after if they want us to do that. But, you know, to be honest with you, it's pretty rare. I mean, I really probably only do that once a year with one client or so. Yeah, it's pretty rare, but it is possible. It's just a lot of work, but we do have, you know, I have a full time person doing that who's Patrick and he's really great at it. He's awesome. He really is. (laughs) So, you know, how do you find the beauty in everyone? In this podcast, I'm all about empowering women and, you know, educating them on how to make their day amazing and take it into their own hands so that they are, you know, having just the awesome day that they deserve. And, you know, I think that there is every bride looks beautiful and, you know, we don't love every dress and, you know, there's some crazy hair and whatever. But in situations that you don't have control over that, how do you find that in someone Yeah. You know, that's a really good question. I think it's really all about, it sounds simple, but a lot of it does have to do with lighting Mm -hmm. and even just sort of like making it work with lenses, which I already said. I mean, everyone is really beautiful. Every bride is gorgeous. You know, my job is to make them look even better. And the way I do that, you know, is by the lighting and by the way that I communicate with these people to make them feel comfortable and to bring out themselves, their their true selves in the photos, you know. So I just feel like if you have a strong personality or maybe you are really uncomfortable with being around people, you're going to make people nervous. You just are, you know, so I feel like as a wedding photographer, you really have to be this chameleon because every bride has a different personality. Some are mellow, some talk a lot, some don't, some, you know, some are straight shooters, some are not, you know, so it's really like for me, I've learned almost to kind of be a little bit of a psychologist and I'm sure you too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then for me, it's like, well, that's what's left over. That's what we're going to see. Everything is going to be just, how are the photos? Can I see your photos? How do you feel in your photos? When I have people look at my images years down the road, I want them to look at themselves and go, wow, that's exactly how I was feel- like feeling at this moment. I feel it right now, you know? Yeah. So it's all based on feeling and I try very hard. I think that's one of my biggest challenges throughout the day is to continue to make just people feel comfortable in front of the camera. And you know what? Hey, sometimes things are hard. Like sometimes there's divorces or drama at weddings and the weather is crazy or, oh my gosh, Michigan was crazy. Oh my God. We had every season that you could possibly have within like three hours. (laughs) I know. But you know what? Thankfully, this bride was so happy the whole time. I mean, she was glowing. She was beautiful. I didn't have to work at it very much. But in some cases, I've had some very you know, difficult scenarios where the bride is sad or she's crying or whatever, because the weather is terrible. And I get it. I understand. And so it's so hard to find the beauty in that when it's dark and like literally thundering and hail and all this stuff, you know, Yeah. but you just got to make it happen. And a lot of it has to do with my experience and lighting. Absolutely. It's huge. And then of course, obviously talking to them. Right. And helping them get through it. And, you know, I think that the best thing to say in those scenarios a lot of times is that, you know, the cloudy days, the rainy days make for the most beautiful photos. (laughs) You know, it's true. And, you know, I think another thing that we work on a lot on the wedding day that might be helpful for brides to understand is that you have to pick the right place to get dressed. And, you know, I guess, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but setting up the scene so that 
it makes for a good photograph is something that they should pay attention to. So, you know, yeah. in advance, I know you go on site early and you scout out where you want to do things. And then we have a conversation about, okay, where are we going to stage the dress and the shoes and, you know, set up a beautiful vignette? And then where do we want to dress her to make the light the best? But I'm not sure that all brides understand the importance of that. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy you're bringing that up because I think that a lot of brides don't think about that. They're not necessarily thinking about that. They're thinking about maybe their comfort. So like, where are they most comfortable getting dressed? And that's great. And I like that idea. And if, if it works with a lighting scenario, we'll keep it at that. But sometimes, as I'm sure you know, there are some hotels, especially in Europe, I can say, you know, we're in a castle or something and it's like a dark room. I'm sure it's beautiful. But like, you know, some of these rooms are dark and dingy. Yeah. It's really tough. So it's really important for me to get a chance to see where they're getting ready and then I get a chance to pick if that is available to us. In some cases, it's not available to us. It's like, this is the room and that's it. But when I do have choice or a choice, then I get a chance to choose based on, you know, the backdrop and the lighting and the simplicity of the backdrop because the scene has to be clean. In some cases, I would, well, in most cases, I would love it to be white just because it's airy. It's almost like being in a studio in a sense. And if there's beautiful furniture and high ceilings, that that helps too, you know? So there's definitely some things to consider in choosing a a location to get ready in for sure. It has to be, I mean, I think of even the New York ballroom sometimes or like the hotel rooms that have these dark carpets and, you know, thick drapes and it's just hard to make that look good. And, you know, sometimes brides don't care and they're like, well, this is where I'm doing it. And that's more important to me. But I think those getting ready photos are some of the most beautiful that come out of the wedding just because of the intimacy of them and not having it set in the right way is hard, but something that can definitely be addressed a lot of times. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we talk about this a lot, but the importance of the fashion, and you mentioned it before, how your brides will send you a picture of their dress. And, you know, when I work with you, I'll send you, you know, pictures Mm -hmm. of even what she's considering and we'll talk Mm -hmm. about it. But, you know, how do you advise your brides on what will photograph best and, Ah, you know, for the fashion. So when, you know, they're texting you dress options or, you know, they're considering what to buy, how it will photograph is so important. And I see this in the salons all the time where they love a dress and then we take pictures of them in it and then we go back and they hate themselves in the pictures. Of course, it's an iPhone and bad lighting with no makeup and it's a hard thing because it's difficult to take that. But from your perspective, from a photographer's perspective, what do you advise them to to look for an address? That's a good question. I don't really advise them on style necessarily. I mean, I will say, oh, that's beautiful or whatever, but I will never tell a client, oh, that's terrible or that's ugly. <laughs> right, uh, right, right. No, I meant more like, you know, do you, are there certain things that you think photograph better than others or that you'd like to yeah. see in a dress or? Oh, totally. Yeah. One thing though, too, before I get into that is I feel like there are certain things that I watch for, like if it's a certain type of material, Sometimes certain materials are very reflective, which could be really pretty, but some cases maybe not, you know, so I might advise them like, oh, well, just so you know, this is how it's going to be photographed or this is how it's going to come out so that at least they know, you know, certain colors too. Sometimes they turn out a different tone, especially if we're like in a ballroom with yellow light. And so that's something that they have to just sort of like, you know, maybe think about as well. But there are certain things I tell clients, like the certain shape of certain dresses will make for a a slimmer look possibly, or um, will make you look a little bit thinner, you know, sometimes with certain dresses, they're 
at least with the shoulders, if there is so much material already up in those areas, I will just sort of say, well, you know, just so you know, it's going to be heavy up here and or whatever in pictures. But for the most part, I mean, I'm definitely just talking to them mostly just about like the shape and what they're going to be looking for, looking like, I guess, in photos for sure. I also say, you know, certain shoes too will help you to give you a better shape, at least in photographs. Sometimes even a certain height of shoe, which maybe isn't so fun wearing a high shoe all day long in grass or whatever. But I do advise certain clients to wear, you know, some high heels just because in some cases, certain brides, for me, it just doesn't really show off the dress and their shape as much as wearing like high heels. And, you know, if they're just going to be like in barefoot, for example, where sometimes the dress almost hangs a little too low. Mm-hmm. And that to me just doesn't look good in pictures. So there are certain things definitely that I advise them. But a lot of it is like an unsure. I don't really know yet. But what do you think of this? In most cases, never end up getting it anyway. <laughs> right, right. You know, because there's so much to choose from. I mean, there's and I don't know how you do it because, I mean, geez, the amount of gowns that are out there. Yeah. And the, the new designers from all over the world, these Israeli designers are coming out with some incredible designs. Yeah. Our styles are unbelievable. So I don't know how you do it. But it is nice to see and it is good to visually sort of kind of get my brain sort of like wrapping around the certain style that they like. Right. And so in a situation where a bride texts you a ball gown that's, you know, kind of a shiny fabric and maybe a little bit more cream than it should be in the ballroom, you know, in this scenario, Mm -hmm. will you then be able to compensate for it in advance? So like, I guess in from a lighting perspective or bringing a different lens. So if you know, can you Mm -hmm. make adjustments for that? Yeah, I mean, we definitely can. Sometimes using flash will sort of cancel that sort of lighting out. But if we're doing no flash, it can be really hard because the yellow lighting sucks up into that white or the cream colored dress in whichever case it is. But so then what we do is when I usually take an iPhone picture because I think it's pretty real to what we saw without altering it. And that'll be our guide. And so we'll send the image to the photo lab and they'll match as close as possible the tone of the real tone of the dress. Sometimes they have to dial back on yellow and add some blue, for example. And when they do that in the highlight, it brings in better tone or, or it sort of levels it out or white balances it out if you're a digital photographer in the whites for sure. Got it. Okay. And are there certain settings where you think, you know, if you're going to be in a sunny outdoor area, don't wear sparkle because of the way it photographs? Or is that kind of, you can really work with anything? You know, do you have in your mind, like general things like that? Yeah, no, we can usually work with pretty much anything. I think when we're outside, absolutely. Sometimes when we're in grass and it's a really bright day, that lighting, it's a green sort of yellow light that bounces back into the dress. I don't know if you've seen photos like that or you noticed. But that can be a little tricky, but we can always dial that back while things are being scanned at the lab, or then you can bring them back into your computer in Photoshop or Lightroom, just sort of dial that stuff back. Gotcha. Okay. Now, my last question for you, before we talk about your presets, which I'm really excited to hear about, what advice do you have for people that really hate having their picture taken? (laughs) Definitely practice, you know, then practice with your photographer and you can even practice, this sounds silly, but even practice like taking selfies, you know, just sort of getting a chance to know your side if you have one. And really for me as a photographer, I take close note of what side the bride usually stands on. Mm. And so one of the things that I do is all, you know, when we start an engagement session, for example, or we're doing a rehearsal dinner and I didn't do an engagement session. So I'll have them come 15 minutes before people arrive or whatever. I literally just tell the couple guys, just stand over there. 
and I let them, you know, some people will go, will go like, well, stand and do what? You know, but most people won't question it. They'll just be like, okay, great. And so then the bride usually picks the side that she's most comfortable on. And so I will continue to shoot that way. And then throughout the first couple of rolls, I'll just be like, okay, so it looks like you like this side. And some people will say, what are you talking about? Or some people will say, yes, right away. Or some people will say, well, I don't even know. I don't even know if I had it, you know, whatever. But I watch for those kinds of things because I don't want to place them in a situation where they don't feel comfortable. Right. You know, if I feel like this side of her feel or whatever, it looks better, but she feels uncomfortable. Like I'm going to get a chance to see that. So I literally place her back how she started with her own self, placing herself there. So I think we have to kind of like as photographers really pay attention to that kind of stuff. And do you think people are more educated today on how they look and what their angles are because we're in the selfie generation? Or do you think that people don't know? Oh, no, I think for sure. I think more people are aware, you know, of their face, you know, because of course, a lot of times we're uploading it or onto social media. So I think, you know, there's certain lighting too that people like, (laughs) and they'll like buy, like I've seen people do this, like a little flashlight sort of thing and like fill in their faces for a night photo or something just to kind of give a soft glow, you know, so I think we take it very serious because what we put out there, obviously, we're being judged literally (laughs) every moment. At every um, moment. Day, at every moment, yeah. But yeah, I think we're definitely more aware due to the selfies and the digital age we live in. Yeah, unless you get older people like me where I am not at all of the selfie generation and I take the worst selfie ever. It's like <laughs> pathetic. I just never learned, you know, when I was growing up, I you had a camera, you had film. Exactly. And that was Yeah, it. and you usually don't point the camera at yourself. You're usually pointing the camera at someone else. But <laughs> Usually I'm running away from the camera, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Me too. So tell us about the new preset that you have developed. Yeah. So this is really exciting. We've been working on this for about a year. Essentially what this is, is a way for digital photographers or digital images could be a pro photo or could be an iPhone picture to apply filters, if you will, onto an image. They're called presets. And they're built to emulate four different film stocks that I photograph. Uh, Two are color and two are black and white. And we did a lot of testing with each of these, with models, with just regular jobs, also different lighting scenarios. And we compared every single film to be able to basically emulate the emulsion and negative response of a film. And we've applied that onto a digital preset. And so what you could do is you could purchase this, uh, you can get this preset, and literally you can press a button onto an image and it literally makes it look very, very close because every lighting situation is different, every camera is different. It'll make it look just like film. And it's Fuji 400H in this case, you know, so that's the technical film. But if you want it to look like a certain way, then it's using these presets. It's basically film-based for sure. That's very, very cool. And let me be honest, it's not the first you know, time something like this has ever been made. I mean, these things have been around for, gosh, ever since digital was created because digital cameras, and this was maybe 15 years ago, no less, maybe 12 years ago, where people were saying, you know, they were switching from film and they were going to digital and they were finding that their digital looked too sharp or too high def, you know, and the colors weren't really beautiful and the highlights were blowing out. And so they were asking themselves, well, how the heck can I make my digital images look like film? You know, so there's always been these sort of filters, actions, presets 
to apply that to a digital file to make it look like film. I've always said to myself, well, why not just shoot film? And I continued shooting with film. But now I incorporate digital due to these very high demanding jobs. And if you recall, you were at that one dinner in the wine cave in Tuscany, weren't you? Yeah. Did you see that? It was so dark. It was so dark and so beautiful. But yeah, that must have been a real challenge. Oh, it was very, it was gorgeous, all candlelit in a wine cave. I mean, stunning. But on top of it being dark, all the details were dark. Yeah. Like deep reds and burgundies and all these things. And so digital worked so great in there, you know, in that scene. And so we've applied these presets to them and they look just like my film shots that I shot on tripod that were about eight seconds long, you know, so... It's, I think, going to definitely change the way photographers work with these film, you know, comparison with digital files into making them look like film. And not just because it's mine, but because I've actually worked with someone who is a genius. Jeff Newsom is his name. He's a photographer here in this area. Yeah, I'm excited. They just came out yesterday. And, you know, we've sold a bunch already and people are excited. They're sharing on social media and it's fun. It's fun to watch. That's awesome. I'm so excited for you. I think it's the start of something new and cool that, you know, can help people also. I mean, there's a lot of photographers out there and, you know, you're giving them something that can help improve their work, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And you know what? Really quickly on that, we can move on. But it's really about saving time as well. Yeah. Because, you know, no one really I meet very rarely do I meet a photographer who says I absolutely love to be in front of a computer editing my photos all day long. Right. (laughs) You know, and I just got an email from a girl that went to one of my workshops. Jenny Quicksaw is her name. Awesome photographer here in uh, California. And she said, hey, I can't believe it. I love your presets. It literally took me 30 minutes to edit my images with your presets. It would normally take me two hours. Wow. I thought, yes, that's exactly what I want to hear is I want people to, you know, be able to spend more time with their family, you know, because she's got two little ones. And, and I think this will cut down her editing process by obviously more than half. It's absolutely been proven right there for her. That's so cool. I mean, just yeah. to have I wish somebody would develop something like that for me that would save me a couple of hours. <laughs> it would be amazing. If you have any ideas, let me know. But I mean, that's a real thing. That is a really that's a huge value add. Yeah, absolutely. For photographers who are shooting these, you know, 10 hour events, I mean, in eight to 10 hours, we're shooting two, 3000 photos sometimes. And, you know, to be one that just every single image, you know, taken two minutes per image, it just, it takes way too long. It has to literally take less than 10 seconds. Wow. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't even imagine going through all those images. I know. It's crazy. Super overwhelming. And oh my gosh, you are going to freak when you see how many photos we shot for Italy. I mean, it's six or seven days of shooting. It was insane. insane. Thousands of photos. (laughs) I can't even imagine how you go through all of that. Oh, but I can't wait to see them. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, no, the editing process could take for this job, you know, three, four weeks just to go through them because we got to put them all in order. And it's like, wow, it's a lot. And there was, you know, you were obviously there. So it was one, two, three, four. It was four photographers shooting and two assistants. It was nutty. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then you're still racing around trying to capture everything because there's just so much going on on the wedding day that, you know, I don't think brides or people really realize that there are multiple things happening at the same time. And so it isn't just the matter of having one person there to shoot it. You know, you've got to have people covering all different things. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, and that's where we go back to your great team and, you know, your Mm. family, really, to that you can count on to do that. Exactly. Yep. 
That's awesome. This has been so great. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. I always love talking to you. Of course, I love working with you. And this has been... Thank you. And I'm so glad that we can give brides out there this information to help them feel beautiful on their wedding day. Yes. And for... All of you out there who have questions for either Jose or myself that we haven't answered, please reach out. Jose's Instagram handle is Jose Villa and mine is The Stylish Bride. And we would love to hear from you. So please do that. And if you've enjoyed this episode, give it a great review wherever you get your podcasts from so that other listeners can become aware of us. You guys should all check out Jose's interview on The Wedding Biz Show with Andy Kushner, which gets a lot more into the details of how he runs his business and the background and the full story. So, all right. Well, Jose, thank you again. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure that you don't miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Bye for now.